Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome. We are back together once again, and I'm so happy about that. Really grateful, you know? It's, I mean, it's not everyone that gets to just hang out and talk about chakras and psychology and wellness and all the things we cover on this show. So how has your week gone? I think I might have mentioned this before, but this is a, a tough time of year for me with it getting colder and darker. It's, it's a challenge to stay motivated sometimes. Do you experience this? I know it's pretty common. I'm just curious about what everyone's experience is around this because maybe we can share tips and tricks to get through it together. If you have ideas, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. So we're on our final episode in the stress response series. It's an exploration of the ways that our bodies and minds respond to acute stressors, chronic stress, uh, which chakras could either be imbalanced creating the response or might get unbalanced when we engage in the response. None of the responses are wrong or bad. The issue seems to be that we're constantly in a state of stress response because of the pressures of the world we live in, and we never really get re-regulated back to a calm state which can cause mental distress, emotional distress, overwhelm, the sense that we can't get out from under the multitude of things we have to do. And we haven't really talked about it yet, but there's a tremendous toll on the physical body as well. Having our stress response activated all the time and the hormonal response associated with that can lead to headaches, body aches, high blood pressure, heart problems, diabetes, skin conditions, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, fatigue, and more. Which, I mean, that list is is really just causing me more stress. That's not the point, (laughs) of course, but sometimes I think we, as a culture, pride ourselves on taking too much on, being so busy, being so stressed out that we forget or we ignore that our bodies are paying the price for this lifestyle. Even if we don't care about our mental health, which I don't think applies to anyone listening to this podcast, but even if we don't, the physical damage alone makes looking at the stress responses and trying to find ways to manage and balance ourselves really important. The stress responses 
fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are the ways that our bodies and minds instinctively react to stress and try to keep us safe. We use all of them at different times, depending on what our basic safety systems know about the situation, the danger, and what will give us the best chance of surviving the situation. Of course, the vast majority of our stressors today are unlikely to threaten our survival, but our amygdala doesn't know that. It doesn't, it doesn't know that it's actually the stress itself that's the threat these days. But these are the bodies that we have now and the responses that have developed over the generations of humanity. So we need to learn about them and manage them. The last three weeks, we've covered fight, flight, and freeze, the solar plexus, root, and throat chakra responses, respectively. You've probably used all of them at one time or another, maybe individually, maybe together, and they're effective, to varying degrees, of getting us through dangerous situations. Whether they're helpful long-term, of course, is a totally different story. Since we're not facing a physical danger, sometimes the, these responses only prolong a stressful situation, or we just keep reacting the same way over and over, never down-regulating our nervous systems from this heightened response and state. We're always just hyper-aware, always on guard, always looking for a fight or a place to hide or unable to move forward in any meaningful way in our lives. The fawn response is slightly different, in my opinion. Some recent research says that the fawn response is what we use when all the others have failed, but I'm not entirely sure that's true. Uh, maybe if we are aware of a history of failure of the other three? Uh, in the fawn response, we're trying to diffuse a dangerous situation, but not in a way that is helpful to us. Not on purpose, of course, but to me, it seems like the cumulative effect of using the fawn response time and time again would be really emotionally damaging. Let's talk about what it is, because it's definitely the response that we know the least about. But I feel like that for a lot of us, we'll understand instinctively what it looks like when it happens. The fawn response is, at its core, the attempt to placate your aggressor by being overly agreeable, attempting to make someone else happy. And I would add that it often looks like abandoning your own opinions or even things you know to be right in an effort to settle a situation down. I think it can also look like playing dumb or downplaying your abilities in an effort to soothe another person's ego, especially if that person has any sort of control over your safety. And safety could be the security of your home or your job, not just your physical safety, or maybe even your emotional safety. Does any of this sound familiar? Do you ever just agree with someone because it's easier than letting you know you think they might be mistaken? Even that language I just used is a bit of the fawn response. Rather than saying, you're wrong, we say, Perhaps there's a tiny possibility that you might have somewhat misunderstood, or maybe I'm misunderstanding and you could clear it up for me. We couch our language and behaviors in a non-threatening shell to avoid the ire of another person. Or we agree to do things that we absolutely do not want to do to avoid conflict or to get people to like us enough to take care of us or at least not hurt us. This isn't this isn't an agree-to-disagree style response. It's subverting yourself 
to ease someone else. We use our energy to help them regulate their emotions and nervous system response. And sometimes it's for a good reason. If you've got a boss that could fire you at any moment for any perceived slight, this might be a great strategy. We can use it to end a fight with a partner. Like all the other responses, fawn isn't wrong or useless. It works. It works or we wouldn't do it. But like the other responses, there are drawbacks as well. The biggest is that we gaslight ourselves into thinking that our opinions, emotions, and knowledge can't be trusted. That someone else is always right and we're always wrong. It's very easy to default to this stress response if you had a traumatic childhood or one in which you were taught to never question authority. Of course, the problem becomes that we give authority to everyone, authority over us by trying to constantly make them happy. We don't even realize that we've allowed ourselves to become easily manipulated. And while this can happen to anyone at all, I see it most in women and in their interactions with men. It doesn't have to be, but I do see it a lot in this way because our culture supports the idea that men are the authority over women. We may not believe that's true. I certainly don't. But I know that inside me lives that cultural bias. And I have to actively work to overcome this response in myself. And more than that, I also have to remember to be kind to myself when I do see it. I encourage you to do the same for yourself. This is a response you developed to stay safe. I was texting with a friend the other day, and we reminded each other that we're pretty awesome for coming up with all these survival skills, even if we don't need them anymore or want them. Another effect of the fawn response is that we start to lose any sort of boundaries. We take on other people's problems, emotions, and situations as our own, as if we're responsible for solving them or, or making it easier for someone else to endure their own lives, even as they're the stressor causing the response in us. And people will, consciously or unconsciously, take advantage of the fawn response in others, knowing that they can lose control of their emotions and actions and that someone else will be there to pick up the pieces for them without consequence, or at least not a consequence to them. There are consequences to us when we do this, when we lose our boundaries. We don't know what we feel or think about things. We take on other people's opinions. We become overly reliant on other people's opinions of us because all our emotions feel merged to other people. It can feel like a loss of identity. If you've ever tried to think about what you want and just couldn't come up with an answer, the fawn response may be where you go when confronted with stress. Again, it's a normal, natural reaction, and it could be working just fine in your life. If it is, great, great, keep going because we all need responses that work well for us. But if it isn't, then maybe we need to look a little more closely at ourselves and what's happening in our physical and emotional bodies as well as in our chakras. It may not surprise you at all that this lack of emotional boundaries and this form of people-pleasing comes up in the sacral chakra, the seat of relationships and emotions. The fawn response can cause energy here to become stagnant because we're not letting our own emotions and energy flow through us. Conversely, 
stagnant energy could also cause the fawn response. If we're hiding our feelings or ignoring them, hiding them from ourselves, then we won't have the emotional fuel to take the actions that we want to take. A blocked or cloudy sacral chakra can also inhibit the flow of energy to and from the root chakra, where our core identity can sit. Our authentic self plants its seeds in the root chakra, but if the sacral chakra is underactive, the root doesn't get any downward flow of energy from the universe, which can lead to struggles with self-trust. And, and the root chakra can't support the rest of our energy system because it can't flow outward. So if we're using the fawn response, we could be doing all sorts of energetic harm to ourselves without even realizing it, and not just in the primary sacral chakra. So what can we do about this if it's something we want to work on? I really hate when I see the fawn response in myself, partly because I have worked so hard to find my authentic self and this stress response just hides me away again. So be sure that you're doing your sacral balancing work. Meditation, water visualizations, flow, play, dance, creative endeavors, allowing yourself to be sexual in a way that's comfortable for you. All of these things will help keep the sacral chakra balanced. They will help keep the energy flowing, which can support us when we notice the fawn response creeping into our lives when we don't want it there. When you find yourself responding in this way, the first step, like everything else, is simply to notice it. Oh, I see you, fawn response, and today I choose to do something else. Or maybe you choose to continue with it because it seems like the best option. Or maybe you notice it afterward because the situation was fast and your response was instinctive, the way these stress responses were designed to work. But if you have a minute to take a breath and make a choice, that's when you can really dig deep. Am I saying or doing something just to make the situation stop? And is that necessary? I can't tell you how many times I've simply agreed to something so the other person would just leave me alone, which isn't great because then I'm later held to the thing I agreed to. So now I try to check in with myself and determine if another response would be better. Again, there won't always be time, but when we can, at least we're being conscious in the moment. Shedding the fawn response can make other people very uncomfortable, by the way, if they're accustomed to you always looking out for them instead of looking out for yourself. So be aware that there could be a little fallout from your new self-care practice. But honestly, that's the way it is anytime we change things about ourselves. Other people have thoughts and feelings about it and then want us to be responsible for fixing it. But just as we don't want others trying to manipulate our emotions, we want to extend them the same courtesy, especially if what we're doing is truly better for us in the long run. Perhaps in the long run, it'll be better for them too, because they'll learn ways to cope with their feelings. And if we can keep the sacral chakra balanced and use the fawn response mindfully, if at all, in my case, we'll create and keep our emotional boundaries while making space for our true authentic self to grow and express. Well, that wraps up the series. 
I'll tell you, sometimes I learn a whole lot about myself when I sit down and prepare these episodes. And this was one of those times. Knowing something is one thing, but really taking the time to explore it, think on it, articulate it, figure out how I really feel about it. These, these are the things that create a ton of growth in us. And while growth can be really uncomfortable, I think that long term, it's the thing that makes us the happiest. I know that's true for me, at least, and maybe it is for you too. Let me know how you're feeling and what you think about all of this on Facebook or Instagram. You can send me a message at Your Chakra Coach and we can keep figuring out our lives. And I would love for you to join me on the Patreon page if this show is making a difference in your life. If you think it's worth a few dollars a month, you can get some extra content and help make sure that the show keeps coming out week after week. Have an incredible, conscious, in the moment day, and we will talk again soon. Bye.